So today we are continuing our series of teaching on the kingdom of God. And this is the actually the third one of these. And give a little plug again for the podcast that accompanies this. So if you want a more detail, more scripture, you want something you can put on your in your ear pods and while you're cycling in the I don't know why I imagine people listening to this in the bath, but maybe they do. Uh whatever whatever. Um just to back up this and actually take a bit more time than we're able to do uh, in a session like this. Um, so today we're talking about the kingdom of God as a present realm of blessing. And uh, just just a quick story from me. Yesterday I was preparing to uh, do a barbecue. So I've got a gas barbecue. got nearly a year ago now. It was kind of lockdown happened. I thought this is the closest thing to a holiday feel I'm going to get. Cooking outside in Glasgow, you know, there's a. <laughs> um, and I've cooked all kinds of things, you know, chicken and all the rest of it. And I thought, you know what? Some of it's good, some of it's not so good. I'm going to work on one thing being good. So I, I, I'm, I'm pursuing, I'm pursuing the ultimate burger, is what I'm doing. And I'm making it from like at least from the the, the mince up. So I'm not buying a burger. I'm actually creating my own burger. And, and and so far, I have to say it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I've got. Uh, and last last night, so when we finally got there, part of this story was was awesome. I mean, each patty had two hundred and fifty grams of mince in it. That's pretty big. It's it, it's like satisfying. In fact, maybe on the edge of too big. Anyway, it's got it's got it's got mince in it. It's got chipotle sauce mixed into it. And, and you cook it on the grill, and then you melt cheese on the top, and then you cook some bacon, you put that on the top, you cook some onions on the grill, and they soften them up, and you put that on the top, and then you toast the bun, and then you put some, I keep forgetting this each time today, it's alioli, isn't it? Because I'm saying it right. So it's mayonnaise with, with garlic in it. I, excuse me, aioli. But it's it, it's mayonnaise with garlic. So you spread that on. You put the patty on. It's got the cheese melted on. It's got the bacon on. Then you put the onion on. Then you put the, the toasted bun back on top. It's brilliant. Anyway, I'm getting this all ready. Barbecue goes out. Run out of gas. So done. So I go to the garage where I got the bottle from. Sold out. Go to another garage. Sold out. I said they said yeah yeah we got our new supply in on Friday and it was gone on Friday. Obviously. In the situation we're all in, everybody's cooking outside or got their gas heaters on or whatever. Went to a third garage, and as I go in, you know, there was a stock outside, you could tell, but whether they, they were empty canisters, who knows. I go in, and I'm, I'm behind, there's just one other guy in the shop, and I'm behind him, and he's got a high-vis jacket on with Calagas written on the back. And, and he's paying for the fuel for his van, and it's, it's struggling to go through, so there's this kind of pause in operation. You know, usually people sort of now, you, know, you tap the card out the door and on you go. So there's a pause. So I called to the, the gash, cashier and said, have you got any patio gas? And he says, sorry, sold out. The guy says, what do you need? In the high-vis jacket, says, what do you need? I says, I need a 13-kilogram patio gas. He says, I've got a spare one on my van. So I'm like... The guy behind the till says, that's lucky, isn't it? I'm like, I'm just living in the favor of the Lord. And uh, even then, even better is he sells this thing to me cheaper than I would have got it from any of the garages had they had any. And I'm like, I didn't even pray for this. This just happened. It was just so good. 
So the kingdom of heaven is a present realm of blessing. It's more than obviously patio gas, but it really blessed me, that story. I came home very happy, got the grill back on. And, and yeah, it's not perfection yet, but the burger, we're, we're working on it. And I'll, I'll get this one done and then maybe graduate to a different kind of burger or... I don't know, we could do all kinds, there's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah, halloumi mushrooms, I remember. Yeah, Lydia Spicer, halloumi mushrooms. Oh, you, should, you should definitely copyright that. And so, um, just, just for time, just going to refer quite a bit to Matthew 11. Probably not going to read it now. Um, but it's the story, and we've referred to it before, where, where John, the prophet John has been imprisoned. And he, he, you get the feeling he's having doubts. He's, you know, he's announced Jesus. He's baptized Jesus. He's seen, he's seen a dove come from heaven onto Jesus. But he's, he's locked away. You know, and you've got to remember Jesus pronounced, I've come to bring freedom to captives. And he hasn't freed John. He's stuck in a jail somewhere about to lose his head. So he sends his disciples to Jesus. So John's disciples to Jesus say, are you really the guy? Is what they say. And Jesus sends him this answer of, you know, the, the blind see, the dead are raised, the lepers are healed, blessed is he, he doesn't take offense at me. And, and then he goes on to say, you know, John, John is, of the, all the people born of women, John is the greatest, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. So if you're in the kingdom of heaven in this room, you're greater than John the Baptist. It's pretty amazing. And then, and then he goes on to, in the story, you see that, that he, he kind of has a go at the generation. He says, this generation's a bit crazy, you know. John the Baptist came, and and he was neither eating nor drinking, and he's he's sort of, he, he, he lives out in the desert, and, and you don't like him. You say, he's got a demon. The Son of Man comes, he, he eating and drinking, and you say that he's a... You know, just because he's eating with the tax collectors and the sinners, you say you accuse him of being a glutton and a drunkard. Um, and then there's this verse. This 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 verse. It says, "From the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and and violent men take it by force." That's one way of translating it. But but the the point, just for our intro, really, is this kingdom of heaven thing that. John proclaimed was coming and Jesus said he's here, was attractive. People were trying to get hold of this thing. It was a present realm of blessing suddenly happening on the earth. And the shock, really the shock for that generation who was hearing this thing, kingdom, announced, wasn't the idea of a kingdom, but the idea that it was now. And if you look at, you know, listen to the other teachings that build up to this point, it's the announcement that it's present and it's not just some future age to come was really really shocking and people wanted it and they were pressing in and and it, it it's it's a it's a blessing it's a blessed place it's a blessed experience and that just sounds religious and and strange but i'm going to unpack that a little bit as well in the beatitudes jesus says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven so it's not really a place for the proud or the self-reliant it's a place for those who know their dependency and lean into the Lord. But it's a place of blessing. It probably, you can translate that actually quite a few ways. One would be, happy is he. It's legitimate to say, happy is the poor in spirit. For Why are they happy? Because they possess, they have the kingdom of heaven. 
Or, and this isn't a typing mistake in my notes, blissed. A friend of mine texted me this the other day. says, blissings. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I get it. No, blissings, as in blissings. I think it's a new word, but the bliss. We know what bliss means, don't we? But it's actually a, a, a very strong sense that this word here is heavenly bliss or bliss blissed are those who are poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is an amazing thing to be filled with encounter and 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 uh, possess and and we know that it's it's talked about like treasure in a field that someone sells everything they have to buy the field to get the treasure it's, it's prized it's valuable it's it's blessed um and uh, this just as we kind of look at what this thing is, it's, we know it's the reign of God. We know it's the, 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 the expression of the heart of the Father. We know it's the un, un, undiluted activity of the Spirit. We know it's the will of God. We know these, this is what this is, but what we're trying to do is, well, what does that feel and taste and look like? And it's something that he wants to give us. It's not something that he's reluctant to do. So... Luke 12 says, don't be afraid, little flock. This is Luke 12, 32. Your father has been pleased, or it's the father's good pleasure. It's the delight of the father to give us his kingdom, to give us this thing, this rule, this reign, this work of the spirit, this arena, this realm of bliss. He wants to, it's his delight to give it to us. We're like, great. But then he also says, more difficult things like, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom like a child shall not enter it. And you're like, darn, that sounds a bit more tricky. But actually, it's not tricky because the child bit is easier than you think. The adult bit is the comp- makes it complicated. So some of you watching may not know this. Most of you in this room, we, Teresa and I have 11 grandkids. So we're surrounded by children from the age of pretty much naught to 11 at the moment and they know how to receive good gifts not only do they know how to get them they know how to ask for them and they they just have no shame they really do so grandchildren if you're listening we love you it's just great to watch this is you're an example for all on how to receive the kingdom and and, and one of the youngest ones just turned uh, two before last Christmas so first Christmas you know really just a baby kind of presents you know they crinkle the wrappings don't they and they're not really bothered but now he's like presents I like presents in fact he wanted to open he thought they were all for him and he was ripping them open and he just really got into presents I love presents and, and even yesterday he was in our house, we had a delivery of like a printer. And it's a bit boring, isn't it? And he needed a printer for the computer. He's like, it's a box. It's presents, granddad. Can I open this? It, 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 it's boring. It's boring. So he has absolute delight. He has no conscience. You know, he would have had everybody's present under the Christmas tree at Christmas. He, he has no conscience. He has no reserve. Or nothing in his head's going, he shouldn't have this. He doesn't feel doesn't feel unworthy he feels totally worthy of every present he can lay his hands on we as we grow up seem to introduce this unworthy thing or or you shouldn't have you know that you know that thing like you're trying to give somebody something and 
They have to ref- in, in, in English and British and Scottish culture, we have to refuse it twice before we have it. Somehow it's impolite to be eager. But that scripture we read before is it, it's 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 the violent, it's the eager, it's the it's the passionate that are taking the kingdom by force, not the reluctant. So when it comes to things of the kingdom, we need to sort of cast off some of our more adult British reserve and go for it. And the other thing I noticed is, and I talked to some of the young people in the, the Paisley meeting this morning, is kids don't think, can my parents afford it when they write their Christmas list? They're not like, well, I could, you know, you can't see like the three-year-old talking to his six-year-old brother or sister going, no, you can't put that on, they haven't got the money for that. They're not thinking about, are the resources there? They just think, parents have all the resources, let's write this massive list of all these things. I mean, they get older, they maybe think that. But we can't come to heaven and go, oh, I'm not sure he's got them. So let's, let's be like children, let's be delighted, let's go for all the gifts, let's be enthusiastic, let's not count ourselves out because, oh no, I couldn't possibly. No, the, the point is to be like a child, which is presence. They're for me. We want to receive this present, this gift of the kingdom. And, and I just want to give you four, four hallmarks of this present realm of blessing, this thing we're, we're, we're getting our hearts and minds around called the kingdom. And the, the first thing is what's present is salvation. You can have it now. It's not something parked for the future. And it's interesting the way that Jesus talked about this because it's not kind of how religiously we've thought about it. So he goes to Zacchaeus' house and has a meal with him and says, today salvation has come to this house. Now obviously Zacchaeus is responding to Jesus and he's, he's repenting, and he's, but, but he's, he's not referring to that bit. He's come into salvation because he's doing those things, but he's enjoying table fellowship with God. You remember Jesus is 100% God? And the thing they're having a go at Jesus about in this thing we referred to in Matthew 11 is that he's hanging out with everybody, having lunch, drinking wine, having feasts and meals and partying on. Now remember, this is God. And one of the big pictures or motifs of, of heaven is the marriage supper of the Lamb, is this sense of table, feasting and fellowship with Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So like we just broke bread together and we took communion. And when Jesus initiated that, he said, I'm not going to take this with you and drink this cup and the fruit of the vine. Literally, this is my verse that there's wine in heaven, guys, but that's a side issue. The, 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 this is this moment where he goes, I'm not going to take this with you until we're together in the kingdom to come. So remember last time we said we're in the kingdom, but there's a fulfillment to come. So the whole idea of eating and drinking together with God is salvation, and Jesus brought it and invited everybody in. And it's, I guess in lockdown, it's one of the things we miss the most is friends around for a meal, barbecue in the garden, awesome burgers, you know, the whole... But what is it about that that's so amazing? Well, one of the things about that is this is, this is what... Sal- this is a a taste of what salvation is. It's, it's, it's table fellowship. And, and Jesus brought it into the present and invited all kinds of people into this 
environment of, of an intimate relationship over a meal with God, which is what he was. Isn't that amazing? That's the kingdom of heaven, the salvation. And anyone can experience it right now, and that was the incredible thing about the announcement. You can have intimate fellowship with God now. Uh, and the second element is, which we've talked about often in our environment, is the whole idea of healing, deliverance, and, and resurrection, which he refers to when he, in replying to John. These are all evidences that Jesus is the Messiah and that he really is the authentic one bringing the kingdom and messianic salvation right now. But they're also evidences of the kingdom that's to come. So there's a fullness where there's no more tears, there's no more death. We actually become truly immortal. Actually, believers, well, everybody actually lives forever. It's just what kind of life they have when they're living forever. We have this immortality, but that's breaking into the present, which means suddenly our bodies get fixed, demons get broken off people, minds become sound where they've been troubled. And so there's this healing and deliverance is, is an announcement of, the, of this is present now, is absolutely gorgeous and amazing, but also profoundly radical to the ears of the people that are hearing it. But it's being seen, it's being demonstrated around them so they, 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 have, they don't have any argument. And the third element, which sometimes you can overlook, is a core characteristic of the kingdom of heaven coming to earth is the experience of forgiveness. A lot of this happened to, around Jesus and, it, and it's, it's central to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so we see the king who forgives in, in the parables, who forgives a great debt of his servant. Uh, and we see the, the woman who, <clears throat> who is uh, pronounced forgiven by Jesus, who's wiping his feet with the, her tears and her hair. And she's just declared forgiven. And, and from her response, you can see that this isn't a teaching that she's grasped. It's an experience that she's had and it's changed her life to the point of tears and an emotional response. And we see him saying it over the paralytic in Mark 2. He says, son, your sins are forgiven. And all the religious people are all kind of getting up a little bit themselves. Like, What's this? Nobody can forgive sins except God alone. And he says, well, just to show you that I've got authority to forgive sins, rise, take up your mat and walk. And the guy, guy does that. So forgiveness as an experience, not just a theological concept or a teaching, was what happened to people around Jesus. And, and I can remember being a young Christian, one of the biggest things for me was experiencing being forgiven, not just knowing that I could be, or knowing that it was the blood of Jesus, or knowing that 1 John 1 9, you know, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I knew the verses, but the big thing and profound thing was that when I prayed at night and I went through all the things that I'd messed up on that day, which were many and glorious, I knew I was forgiven. It was amazing. And it's still true now. That's the present reality of God's heavenly kingdom. And, and lastly, the gift of righteousness. Jesus taught that God demanded righteousness. He said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you can't enter the kingdom. 
but they also showed and taught that it was given rather than earned. So you get the story in Luke 18 of the tax collector who threw himself on God's mercy in the temple and it says he went back to his house justified. He was declared righteous by God. It was not a righteousness of his own achievement. And uh, it's a glorious thing that our, our righteousness, our ability to live right is because we've been given righteousness. We've been... I don't even like the word imputed, but it says something. We've, we've been made righteous by the activity of our Father and the activity of Jesus on the cross, and therefore we start to live it rather than we live it in order to become it. It's a, it's a gift primarily that then has a manifestation in our lives. So these are the ingredients of, of the present blessing of the kingdom of God as it's being announced and experienced on the earth. So the mission of Jesus brought, no, he did teach, but it wasn't so much a teaching as, as an announcement of a new event. The shock news was the kingdom's now. And that's something for us to keep a hold of. The kingdom is here. His presence is here. We may not realize it, that's a different issue, but it is here. He is here. His kingdom is is here and the benefits and the blessings of the kingdom are available to us and our friends and our neighbours now. And and he showed us that 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 the that Jesus didn't bring us a promise of some future forgiveness, but he showed us that it could be bestowed and actually told us that we could bestow it on others as well. We can give them the experience we've had. We have the authority to forgive since He didn't just assure men of some future fellowship with God. He actually drew them into it with himself. They experienced something amazing with him to the point where you see, even on that Last Supper, I'm always amazed by this, where the Apostle John cuddles up to Jesus and leans his head on his chest and asks him, who's the guy that's going to betray you? Such intimacy and fellowship and friendship with God. Um, It's not just for the future, it's present now. And he didn't just promise some future day in the judgment day that you'll be vindicated. He gave righteousness now. He got rid of condemnation. He got rid of guilt so that people could stand confidently in their relationship with God, not cower and not withdraw. And, and finally he taught that the future, the future which is complete deliverance from all physical evil was invading now so that he demonstrated that by redeeming people from the demonic and sickness and even raising people from the dead. So all this is now. Now we're entering into it more and more. We haven't, I don't think we've seen the fullness of what we can have now yet, but it is all here now and we just need to keep being kids unwrapping the presents and going... Ooh, I'm not disqualified. This is for me. This is for me. And, and our faith grows and we start to unwrap the presence and, and take more take more, and experience more and also give more away to others. We are now those commissioned to announce the kingdom is here. Although I wouldn't advise you going up to your work colleague and saying, did you know that the kingdom of God is at hand? I'm not sure they would understand that. But you could say, if, you have a, if they have an issue, say, I, I know someone who could fix that for you. Or uh, I've got a non-Christian friend having a 
difficult time in his business, said, I just told him, I've prayed for you and I got, got this word from God for you. And, I, and he was absolutely thrilled that that had happened. We can do all that kind of stuff. It's amazing. So I just want to pray for us right now. If there's anybody right now like watching this or in this room and you've just realized, man, I've been struggling with feeling condemned and guilty. Right now, the kingdom is here for you to know forgiveness and walk out of this room without that weight on your shoulders or in your heart. There may be somebody in this room and watching this, and we've seen this happen so much now during COVID, people online getting healed instantly sometimes, sometimes in a process. We've seen, uh, we've seen Crohn's disease healed. We've seen pancreatic cancer healed. We've seen uh, allergies healed. We've seen back and joint problems healed. We've seen so much. The kingdom is here. And I don't know if in this room there's something you're wrestling with. The kingdom is here. We want to pray for that to manifest in your body right now. And if you're struggling with a sense of any kind of sense of distance from God, you know, emotionally it's been draining in this season. It's mentally been taxing. And sometimes you can end up feeling like God's miles away. You know what? Table fellowship is ours. The kingdom's here right now. You don't have to work for it or work up to it. He's inviting you into fresh, intimate fellowship. So all that's for us right now father god i pray for each one of us that's connecting with this moment that the kingdom of god the unlimited the unfettered work of the spirit this this realm of bliss would break into our lives afresh because it is here and we would know forgiveness we're free from condemnation and guilt right now in jesus name we would know connection and and a real sense of union and unity with you father and we would know a fresh sense of deliverance from oppression and any sickness in our bodies in Jesus' name. And I also pray that we would get bolder and stronger in, 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 in clever ways, announcing to our friends and neighbours and work colleagues the kingdom's come for them, that they could get like free samples of this wonderful heavenly gift. In Jesus' name, amen.